God bless you, Paramount Campus. It's a joy to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Queenie and the team. You know, when we worship and God's anointing falls, it stirs us up, it shifts the atmosphere, it takes us to another uh, dimension of faith. And so if you're wise, you'll press into what God is doing uh, again, welcome. If it's your first time, God bless you. Welcome those that are watching with us online. If it's your first time here, we invite you to uh, visit the lobby and receive a free gift from our pastor, our lead pastor, Brian, to receive a testimony, a free CD testimony uh, of his. We believe it'll encourage you. And our mission, by the way, at Chapel of Change is to give fresh hope. So it will definitely give you hope. So we have been going through a series, and it's just been uh, God stirring our hearts, Pastor Kenny, myself, and the team. And really, it was just a step of faith as God was just dropping these words of knowledge from his word, what to share, how to prepare, how to pray through it. And so here we are, we're at week four, and we thank God for what he's done and what he is doing. We're looking for the fruit, amen, the fruit of what's to come out of this series. Uh, before we get into the actual message, what we want to do is pray for those that are experiencing pain, as we've been doing every week. We got a testimony from someone uh, recently, I believe it was last week, where they were experiencing a pain or pressure in their chest. And um, they couldn't breathe that well. And when we prayed for them, the pain left and they're breathing better now. And so we want to encourage you to participate. If that's you, you have pain today, just take your right hand out and put it on the area of pain on your body. And we're going to pray together, amen, for that pain to leave. And we're going to pray a recompense as well, amen, a recompense. Father, we thank you for the authority you've given to us. Thank you for your name. Thank you for your blood, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you've given us the power. And right now, we use our power in Jesus' name and the spiritual authority to come against pain. P-A-I-N, pain. We command you this moment to exit Every single body right now in Jesus' name. We command you to loose your grip and take an exit. Loose your grip and take an exit. We command you to go, go, go. Leave God's people now. Leave every person in this house now in Jesus' name. And we command a recompense. What you took, you restore now in Jesus' name. You restore it sevenfold as the word of God says. Now in Jesus' name. Every area that was affected negatively, we command that it be restored and realigned with the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. And we release healing over your body. We release healing over your body. Physical healing over every part of your body that was damaged by the devil in Jesus' name. And we declare this by the word of God, Isaiah 53, 5. May your healing be protected, be perfected by the stripes of Jesus in his name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go into the series, and, uh, and we believe God's going to do something, uh, something 
supernatural. We have this faith to believe God's going to move. And I want to invite you to turn with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. And I will be reading from the NIV version. So if you have your Bibles, like a student, pull them out. Get a paper, a pencil, and be ready to write down what the Lord will say to you through his word. Now, as I mentioned, we're in a series, and today's week four. And what we've been doing, what our hope and our prayer is throughout these last few weeks, is to give you fresh hope. That's our mission at Chapel of Change. And God's word gives you hope. In Romans 15, 4, the Bible says that for whatever things were written before, were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. And we've been seeing hope come alive through the passages and through the life and story of Jabez. And so we're going to read together Jabez 1, 1 Chronicles 4, beginning in verse 9. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had gave birth to him in pain. And Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And as we read, God granted his request. So we've been learning about Jabez, whose name literally meant pain. And a few weeks ago, I shared that in the Bible days, a name actually was very significant. It defined a person's future. It defined who they would become. In naming Jabez, his mother actually released a prophecy of misery, a prophecy of pain. You see, words carry power. Words can bless, words can curse. Whether it was intentional or unintentional, it was a prophecy of pain. It was a curse word that was released over Jabez. And I don't know about you, but there's many people today walking around throughout the world that are living under a curse of pain because of something someone said or did to them. And we talked about that in week one. But pain is real. And at some point, we have all or will all experience an aspect of pain, whether it's emotional pain or mental pain or physical pain. And there's even one called social pain pain. But whatever the pain, there's different types of pain and different levels of pain. And pain is very, very inconvenient. You can ask my husband. Last week, he started having a toothache and it started hurting so bad he had to make a trip to the dentist. And you know what they did? They pulled out his tooth. He was in excruciating pain. There is pain when you go to the dentist. I'm sorry, but that's just the reality. You get shot, you get, you get a root canal or whatever. It's painful. 
And there's all different types of pain. There's excruciating pain physically, but then there's also agonizing pain, which is emotional. And then there's that mental tormenting pain that seems like it will never go away. But whatever it is, the ultimate, if not dealt with, goal of pain is to paralyze us. And people will use all types of methods to cope with pain, whether good or bad. And the reason is because they're so desperate to be free from pain. And Jabez knew something about pain because he too was desperate. He was desperate to be free from pain. But the medicine for his pain, however, in this case, was prayer. It was prayer that had substance. It was prayer that carried weight. It was prayer that was founded upon the word of God. And Jabez had four biblical prayer requests. And by way of reminder, these were the four prayer requests. The first one, he said, oh, that you would bless me. And the second was, enlarge my territory. The third was, let your hand be with me. And then finally, he asked, keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Free from pain. Now, the first week, we had to understand something that was critical. Today, we're tying it all together, but I want to take us back for just a moment because it's critical to understand when Jabez prayed this prayer, it was more of a spiritual nature than that of a natural one. He had eternity in mind when he prayed. His was a kingdom prayer. His was an eternal prayer. And we be, when he began to pray these biblical prayer requests, he asked God to bless him, understanding the why behind the blessing. That's critical when we pray. And then second, he understood the reason for asking for more territory. It was more of God and more for God. He understood the reason. And then the third was he asked God's hand to be with him because he knew the power. He knew that God had the power. Not him, not his strength, not his power, but God's power, God's spirit, God's hand. And today in week four, we're going to be looking at the fourth prayer request. Someone say prayer request number four. This is what he said. This is what Jabez prayed. He prayed, keep me from harm so I will be free from pain. Now, I want us to see something. I want us to see a little deeper. The New King James Version, which is the version that I've had since I was 18 years old when I gave my life to Jesus, says this. It says that Jabez prayed, keep me from evil. Keep me from evil. What is evil? Well, the Bible dictionary describes it this way. It's a force that opposes God and his work of righteousness in the world. 
It's the result of the fall of mankind in the Garden of Eden. And it's the ultimate source of Satan, or the ultimate source who is Satan, the evil one, who's on a mission to deceive and to destroy you and me. We got to take it personal, very personal, because the devil takes his mission personal. And we need to understand that today, like Jabez did, because his prayer request was that of a prayer for protection. What Jabez was praying was to be kept safe from the pain of evil and the pool of evil. I said that his prayer was to be kept safe from the pain of evil and the pool of evil. Now, evil brings pain in many ways through deception and ultimately destruction to us and those around us, to us, through us, to those around us. And Jabez wanted to be kept safe from both of these, the pain and the pool of evil. Now, I said the pool of evil from the desire that draws one toward evil. That's our natural bent, is to gravitate toward evil. And it began when sin entered the world. That's just what we have been dealt with. And we get these warnings about how to deal with temptation and what it's all about over and over throughout the scriptures. Apostle James said in James 1:14 and 15, he said, but every person is tempted when he's drawn away. Someone say away. When he's tempted and drawn away, enticed and baited by his own evil desire, lust, and passions. Then the evil desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin. And when it's fully matured, it brings forth death. There's a warning in this passage. And Apostle James was warning the church, don't fall for temptation because the reality is that when we fall into temptation it puts us in the claws of the evil one it puts us in the claws of the evil one that's why Jesus taught us to pray he gave us a very specific way to pray he modeled what our prayer should look like. Not to be a vain repetition, but to come from our heart because we mean it. He says, pray in Matthew 6, 13, that you would not yield to temptation, but that you would be delivered or rescued from the evil one. That's what Jesus said. You and I are to pray on an ongoing basis. We're to pray without ceasing, and this is one of those prayers we ought to be praying day after day. And so Jabez prayed. He said, keep me from evil. Now, there's three things that we can learn from Jabez in this prayer that will help keep us from evil. And the first one is this, that we need to 
recognize evil. We need to recognize evil because recognizing evil will help protect us from harm. In Hebrews 5.13, the Bible says that anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with a teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use, that's consistent, repetitive, over and over and over, have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Did you catch that? To distinguish good from evil. And that word distinguish also means to recognize. Now, it's shocking to see how many Christians, no matter how long they've been serving God, cannot distinguish or recognize evil. They bring it into their homes. They're entertained by it. They're amused by it. They watch it. They listen to it. They step into it, and they're deceived by it. You know why? Because they can't see it. They can't see it. Ephesians 5.15, Apostle Paul is talking to the church, and he's saying to them, see then that you walk circumspectly. That means wise circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, evil is sneaky. It hides itself. It doesn't wave itself to give you an alert. It disguises itself so you can't see it at the beginning. You can't see it at the beginning. That's what the enemy wants to see happen. Evil hides itself so we cannot see it. Now, spiritual infants in the same line cannot recognize evil. And this is what Hebrews was alluding to in the book of uh, chapter 513 that we just read. It says that they can't recognize it because they're not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. They don't truly know the difference between good and evil. Chapel of Change, let that not be us. Let that not be us. You see, the task at hand that we at Chapel of Change as genuine believers is to recognize evil so that we will avoid serious misjudgments and unnecessary temptations. That's our task so that we can avoid all that. Let me tell you, it, it, it is crazy. The temptation, the, the ridiculous and, as I said, rinky dink temptations that we fall for. 
we look across the street, and there's someone there wearing a skimpy outfit or no shirt. Really? Close the blinds and move on. End of story. That's a rinky-dink temptation. Someone smiles at us at the bank. And because the marriage may be a little shaky, we take it to a rinky-dink temptation, and we're like, oh, someone likes me. Come on. Really? This is crazy. There's so many. Like if I say them, I don't want you to think I'm reading your mail because I'm not. I've lived 46 years. I know the type of rinky-dink strategies that are out there that you should not be falling for. Come on. You should not be falling for these. It's elementary. Didn't Hebrew say as it continues on, Hebrews 6, 1, right, pastors? It said, do we need to go back to the elementary principles? Come on, do we need to go back to basic Christianity 101? Do we? That's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. I bet, I don't know, and I'm not going to bet, but I'll say this. If we don't know the six fundamental teachings of Christ in Hebrews, we're still babes. We are not acquainted with a teaching about righteousness. The best way to recognize evil is by studying and by knowing God's word. By studying and by knowing God's word. Don't be distracted or deceived by thinking that an email inbox with a two-minute devotional is going to take the place of the meat found in God's word. Don't be distracted. Don't fall for that one. Don't be deceived by thinking that a post on Facebook is going to replace your time in the word. Don't fall for the rinky-dink distractions. Please, you need to pick up your Bible. You need to go from the Old to the New Testament. You need to see what God was teaching us over and over through his word. You need to dig deep into the word of God so you can know it for yourself so that you will be able to recognize or distinguish good from evil. Say, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Press in and recognize. Amen. The second thing I want us to understand is that we're to hate evil. I said that we are to hate evil. Evil. Hating evil protects us from harm. In Amos 5.15, the Bible says, Hate evil and love good. Love good. Now, there can never be fellowship between good and evil. There can never, ever, ever, ever be a truce between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Never, ever, 
ever. The Bible says that if we are a friend of one, we must, must, must be an enemy of the other. He who serves the Lord must renounce the works of darkness, period. If we serve the Lord, we renounce the works of darkness. We need to come to a place where we learn to hate evil. Hating evil protects us from harmful associations and destructive lifestyles. Destructive lifestyles. And for us to hate evil, we must have at least two things. Two things. We must have these two things. And the first is a love for the Lord. A love for the Lord. In Psalm 97.10, the Bible says, Let those who love the Lord hate evil. We should love what God loves and hate what God hates. And the second is the fear of the Lord. We must also have the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 8.13, it says that all who fear the Lord will hate evil. Evil, not may be, will hate evil. I'll never forget something I read in an article a few years ago. And it was an interview by a Christian author. His name is John Bevere, who wrote the book, The Bait of Satan. And he was sharing the story of him visiting Jim Baker in prison. Now, this goes way back. So not everybody knows who Jim Baker was, but he was an American televangelist who fell hard from grace. And it was all over, all over the news. It was everywhere. It's not new. But during this visit, John Bevere asked Jim, he says, when did you stop loving God? Like he was shocked that somebody like this that was anointed to preach the word and usher thousands into the kingdom of God could himself have fallen. So he says, he says, Jim, when did you stop loving the Lord? And to his shock, Jim Baker responded by saying, J John, he said, I never stopped loving God. I stopped fearing God. Did you catch that? He said, I didn't stop loving God. I stopped fearing God. And you see, that's the second part of the equation that many people in our society, in our churches, don't understand. They don't understand that the omnipresent one, who is referred to as holy, 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 the holy one, the Holy Spirit, is actually watching every single thing that takes place in our life. It's when we don't fear him that we'll do it as if he is not there. The Bible says nothing is hidden from his sight. He sees everything. 
The Bible says he is the one who sees. He can see everything that is taking place. But if we don't fear him, we won't care that he's actually right there. And you see, in Proverbs 19.23, it would behoove us, it would benefit, it, it would help us to understand what the Bible says. It says that the fear of the Lord leads to life, bringing security and protection from harm. Did you catch that? But there's one more thing, one more, that I want us to see from the prayer of Jabez. And it was that we are not only to recognize evil or to hate evil, but to overcome evil. He says we're to overcome evil in Romans 12, 21. He says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, to overcome means to conquer, to prevail, to carry off the victory. Now, we have to know that there is a spiritual battle. The battle is real. There is spiritual warfare happening in the atmosphere, whether we recognize it or not. And it doesn't take natural eyes to see because they can't. It will only take spiritual eyes to see or to discern or to perceive, to recognize what's happening around us. And there's two kingdoms that are at war, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. And Satan has schemes and strategies that are very cleverly mapped out. Now, if you've ever seen a war movie or a documentary or seen pictures, you'll see generals or captains, and they're preparing for war. They're studying their opponents. They're, they're planning their strategies. They're, they're, they're studying behavior patterns and places and weaknesses. And then they begin to carry out their plan. The same thing happens on the other side with Satan's camp. Because he happens to have multitudes of fallen angels that are doing his bidding. And though we know that Satan is not, is not omnipresent, he doesn't see all, and, and, or is everywhere, and he, he's not omnipotent, he doesn't have all power, he has, he has demons, evil spirits that are out there watching and surveying the territory to report back in order to get their orders. The battle is real. There is a real spiritual war that is taking place. And we're just trying to prepare you. Don't get offended. <laughs> Don't be shocked. And don't be taken aback. Like, well, what's all this? We love you enough to tell you the truth. We love you enough to think ahead for you. 
We love you enough to warn you that there are some traps that have already been set before you. You just can't see them. You can't foresee them. You can't see them with spiritual eyes unless you have sharpened your discernment to see. Unless you have sharpened your discernment to be able to see. The Bible says, don't let evil overcome you. In Psalm 119, 133, the psalmist says, guide my steps by your word, the Bible, by your word, so that I will not be overcome by evil. Instead, instead, you must overcome evil. You must overcome evil. God gave us this command to overcome evil from the beginning, right after the fall of mankind, right after sin entered the world. God came in and he spoke to two brothers, to Cain and to Abel, but he was issuing this gentle but stern rebuke. You can have both. You can love, but you can discipline. Let me tell you, you got kids, you know what I'm talking about. And so he comes in with this rebuke, and he begins to tell Cain this. He says in Genesis chapter 4, verse 8, from the Good News Translation, it says, Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why that scowl on your face? If you had done the right thing, the right thing, you would be smiling. You see, evil has a way of appearing on our face. When we are walking in evil, our countenance changes. And let me tell you something, people around you can tell. You're not hiding anything. Something is up and even if we don't have physical evidence, the discernment through the Holy Spirit is giving us some red flags. There, something is up. And so God was speaking to Cain. He said, if you had done the right thing, Cain, you'd be smiling right now. Don't fall asleep right now, my brothers and sisters. Someone say, wake up. Wake up. That's a prophetic word. Don't be falling asleep in the house of God. You better wake up now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wake up. Hallelujah. Wake up. Let me tell you, we're going into some spiritual warfare. You may have not known that when you entered into these doors, but we are headed there in like three minutes. So you better be ready and you better have your spiritual oxygen tank because we're about to enter. Someone say enter. Let me tell you what God said to Cain as I begin to wind down. He said, because... You have done evil. Sin is crouching at your door. And it wants to rule you, 
But what did God say? But you must overcome it. We must overcome evil. God has given us spiritual weapons. He's given us his name. He's given us his spirit. He's given us his armor. He has given us what we need in order to engage in this heavenly battle. He's given us equipment, spiritual equipment. And he is saying to you and to me today, don't go down without fighting. He says, I can keep you. I can keep you in the grip of my hand, but you got to do it my way. He's telling us, church. He's telling you. He's telling me. He's saying, you got to do it my way. Because the reality is, you cannot exalt God and exalt evil at the same time. It will not happen. I'm going to call Queenie up. Here's what I want us to understand. Because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We know he's the ultimate thief. And we need to start recognizing the evil that we've allowed in our home. The evil that's on our walls, in our radio station, on our television, in our books, articles, magazines on our Facebook posts, in our emails and text messages, we've got to understand the evil and be able to recognize it so that we'll know the difference between what's good and evil. The Holy Spirit wants his church to wake up and to see with spiritual eyes. And we're going to take a moment right now to reflect and I want you to receive. Just receive. What we're going to do is we're going to shift. We're going to shift into first gear. We're going to shift into second gear. We're going to shift into third gear. Right now we're shifting. We're shifting. And God wants us to receive right now. And God is looking for worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And we're going to take a moment to exalt the Lord God Almighty. And I'm going to ask you to bow your heads, to bow your hearts, to worship, and to soak in his presence. We're going to worship him, and we're going to exalt him. Bow your heads with no distractions. Hallelujah. 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 Pastor Kenny, I'm going to have you come. I want everyone to stay and to remain. And we're just going to let these words, this phrase, I exalt thee, come forth from. We exalt thee. We exalt all thee, and we exalt all thee, oh Lord. 
In Jesus' name, we command the spirit of greed, the spirit of envy to leave this place now in Jesus' name. The spirit of pride, the spirit of murder, we command you to get out, out, out in Jesus' name. And God, we ask that you would help us to engage and to pray that these interfering spirits, that these trespassers would leave now in Jesus' name, would take an exit. Let me tell you, church, we can't play games anymore. There's no time to be passive or complacent. If you know how to pray, it's your turn. I'm going to tell you something. If you don't know how to pray, there is trouble. If you don't know how to intercede, you're in trouble. But right now, I believe there is grace to pray. And if you're willing, the Holy Spirit will teach you to pray. And if you know how to pray in the Spirit, you can get on your knees and to begin waging war. Rahasha. Where are the prayer warriors? Where are you? I don't see you. You need to be at the altar. Tongues of fire. Tongues of fire in Jesus' name. Tongues of fire to consume every demonic force opposing the work of righteousness. Grab the key of the word. 
Grab the key of the word. Grab the key of his word. Grab the key. 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 Grip the key of the word. Grip the key in your heart. Grip the key in your heart. Grip the key in your heart. Grip the key. Grip the word. Love the word. Hate evil. Love the word. Love evil. Hate evil. Love the word. Hate evil. In Jesus' name. Holy, 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 holy one of Israel. The Holy Spirit with the angels we say a holy, holy, holy who is, who was, and who forever will be. You are holy. Holiness is your name. You are holy. Holy. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Fill us. Fill us. Let our cups be overflowing with goodness and righteousness. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Oh, fill us, Holy Spirit. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Fill us. the fire of the Holy Spirit the fire of the Holy Spirit the fire of the Holy Spirit cleanse us fire of the Holy Spirit the fire of Pentecost the fire of your spirit over your people God. burn it out God Fill us. Yes. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. Fire. Yes. With an increase. Yes. With an increase. With an increase. Increase our capacity to pray. Increase the fire. Increase our capacity to pray. To press. To persevere, oh, to engage, increase, 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 increase the fire, increase the fire, 
Holy Spirit, increase the fire. Fire from heaven, increase the fire. Increase the fire, increase the fire. Father, increase the fire. Fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost. More love, more love, more of your love. Increase the fire, more of your love. Increase. The fire, the fire of your love, God, the fire of your love, that we may go show love. The fire of the Holy Ghost, the fire of your presence, the fire of your anointing, the fire of your goodness, the fire of the Holy Ghost. We cry out for the fire of God that cleanses us from sin, cleanses us from all sin. To hate evil, cleanse yes. us from all evil. Yes. Let the fire fall. Let the fire fall. Let the fire fall. Let the fire fall and burn what does not belong. We know there's pain in the fire because it's uncomfortable. But we ask God that you would cause your people to not run from the fire but to run to the fire the fire of the Holy Spirit the fire of the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit yes, yes. Holy Spirit yes signs and wonders signs and wonders miracles manifestation of your spirit a demonstration a manifestation of your spirit be released in this house Miracles, deliverance, spiritual authority released in this house. We declare and decree that the fire of the Holy Ghost has come. Manifestation, Let's, demonstration of your spirit has yes, been released. Yes, 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 yes. Prophetic, yes, the prophetic ministry yes, has been released. Yes, yes. It is accurate, it is yes, from God. Yes, yes. Signs yes, and wonders, miracles. Yes. Yes. Demonstration, manifestation of yes. a spirit released in this yes. house. Healing released yes. in this house. Inner healing uh, released in this yes. house. Yes. Healing released, 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 released. Release your house. gifts, Holy Spirit. Yes. We asked you to sanctify the gifts. We asked you to sanctify the gifts as they're released, that they would be pure, uncorrupted, undefiled, pure gifts let your gifts fall let your gifts come in abundance let there be signs and wonders and a demonstration because you said that the kingdom of god is not just in word but in power in power in a demonstration of your power and we ask holy spirit that you would give us a demonstration even now 
spirit even now even now Holy Spirit we wait on you we're going to give you freedom right now whatever the circumstance and whoever is in it freedom Holy Spirit we wait on you and we're going to say we we wait on you and if you have patience God can move we're not going anywhere church direction long enough for me to see what he sees and to do what he's doing and by faith I'm gonna release what he's releasing and what you've been experiencing and what you've been fighting for as long as you know I'm gonna release healing over your body listen it's a faith declaration healing over your body from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet let your fire fall and consume every cell that does not belong everything that has been negatively impacted and distorted every tissue every tendon every area of your body we release the healing of the Holy Spirit to come upon you from head to toe from every part of your body that God would bring complete wholeness and healing to you my brother where there's nothing missing and nothing broken and all things made new we declare today a realignment in your body to the kingdom of God and let God perfect his healing on your body in the sanctuary
today in Jesus name in Jesus name amen hallelujah 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 the Bible says if you can believe you shall receive let it be to me according to your word Lord God and God sees your need he sees you in a personal way whatever it is that you've been asking God we believe that the grace and the presence and the power of God is saturating every dimension of this place even you so receive what you need from the Holy Spirit today be healed be delivered and be set free in the name of Jesus hallelujah amen well, let's, let's put our hands together and thank the Lord come on let's not uh, take this for granted what the Lord has done as we begin to shift again and get into the work of the Lord. And uh, it's not by accident that um, yes, God. That even now God is calling out your name. Um, it's not by accident. Um, Brother Irwin God called you out again from the first service to the second. And that is God just affirming, confirming the word in you, his word in you. He did not tell you, did not show you. And that word is not just for you, but for the house. Did not tell you. Did not show you. He has brought back some memories where he has called you. Right now, on a day, you will remember. This is a day to remember. It's Memorial Day. God wants you to remember. This is a day to remember. This is a day to remember. As we shift, this is a day to remember. Remember that there are those who are grieving. They're preparing funerals for children. This is a day to remember, to wake up. Hear the word of the Lord. This is a day to remember, to wake up. This is a day to remember, saith the Lord, to wake up, church. And so God wants to take you to a deeper place as we prepare for, uh, to receive uh, the offering and hear the announcements but this is a day to remember that God is calling you out for God has placed gifts in you and this is not just for those in the house those who are listening uh, online and that is now a time to shift in the church where you have come to sit but God wants you to shift to serve God is saying there are gifts in the house and these gifts need to be activated you have sit long enough 
his time to use the gift that God has given you. You have watched long enough. It's time to get in the battle. At this time, the ushers is going to come. And we're going to pray off over the offering, then release you. Let me just read a portion of this. Second Corinthians 9, it says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purpose in his heart not grudgingly or out of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver Father I'll stop there even now I pray that you would speak to the hearts of those who are preparing their tithe their offering yes God uh, that you would speak to their heart even now to give faithfully to your kingdom so that may be food in your house spiritual food for people are hungry physically spiritually so speak to your people now May they hear your voice clearly. And may they be obedient to your voice as they prepare their offering to you. We ask this in the precious name of Jesus that they would hear your voice and sow into your kingdom. Jesus' name. The ushers will serve you at this time. And may you be obedient to the voice of the Lord. There's several ways that you can give. Uh, there's a debit machine that's going to be available for you in the foyer. Uh, you'll see on the screen that you can text uh, online. You can mail it in. Uh, so whatever device you decide to use, we know the Lord will bless you in your giving. Give me a couple announcements as they're serving you. Uh, Father's Day celebration and baptism is sign up. Come on, let's thank God for Father's Day. Amen. So and, uh, that's going to be on the 19th. Uh, we have a Father's Day celebration. And this is very important. Somebody say, this is very important. This is very important. This is very important. Very important. Amen. When I do the mic like this, that means you're supposed to talk. Turn to somebody and say, this is very important. Oh, uh, For us to grow together, we have to be discipled together. And as you leave, we're going to begin this week, and we have a discipleship group sign up. And so we have many options for you to choose from. So this is the instructions. Somebody say amen. amen. And so we come and we thank God, but this is about maturity, moving from the milk to the meat. And so you're going to have to take your time and make sure you sign up 
for the discipleship group because this is very what? Important. It's important for your spiritual growth. So I believe we got like over 40 uh, discipleship groups. So you, without excuse, somebody say amen. We got it for men. We got it for women. We got it. Uh, ASL, we got groups. Somebody say amen. amen. We got groups for everyone. And so if you're serious about getting into the Word, and if you want to know more about Chapel of Change, we're going over our core values. And our first one is prayer, right? And so we just from moving from, 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 from pain to prayer, and now we're going to go deeper in prayer and learn about the core values. Is that all right? Somebody say amen. Amen. And remember this. I'm watching you. I'm watching you. But what's more and more, he's watching you. Because if you really want to grow, this is what we do. Somebody say amen. All right. Somebody say stop it. Stop it. All right. I believe that concludes all my announcements and for today. I'm so glad that you've come. How many glad they came today? The spirit of the Lord was strong in this place. Do y'all know that? Come on. The pastor's going to come at this time. Amen. Amen. It is a good day. So, um, before, um, I, you know, we bless you out, we just want to uh, call up Pastor Laura to the front. And I'm going to ask the pastors to join me up here. Uh, Pastor Renee, you want to join us up here? And um, Pastor Laura, this is her last Sunday preaching till August. Uh, she is uh, starting her sabbatical um, after Tuesday, I believe. Uh, Tuesday she'll be teaching this in Long Beach. So um, send somebody to Long Beach. Go back to Long Beach. Get it again. But uh, we just want to say thank you, Pastor Laura. The Word of God reminds us that those that refresh others will be refreshed. And we pray that during this time of your sabbatical, you are refreshed. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you that you give so much to each and every one of us. And we just love you. So during these two months, we just pray that over you. So let me pray over you. But we do have some um, flowers for you. <laughs> for the beautiful lady. <laughs> and, and a card. We're just going to pray over you, and then we're going to bless everyone else. So if you guys want to join me. Father God, we thank you for this warrior, Father God. We thank you for this woman, Father God, who you woke up early in the morning, Father God, many years ago, Father God, Lord. And Lord, you have used her, Father God, to train us how to pray, Father God, Lord, to come against the enemy, Father God. And, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. I pray, Father God, we come in agreement today, and we just ask, Lord, during these next two months, Father God, Lord, would you give her opportunities, Lord, for refreshing, Father God. Would you put it on people's hearts, Father God, to bless this woman of God, Lord. We bless her, Lord. Thank you for using her, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, for her obedience to you, Father God. In Jesus' name, Jesus amen. Name. Amen. 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 <laughs> Yes. So we're going to bless you out if you can just uh, put your hands out in a receiving posture. At the end, we will be available over here to pray over you. If you have a specific prayer re request, we're here for you. Please use us. We want to pray with you. Um, and let's, let's pray. Or let me bless you out. The Word of God says in Numbers 6, 24, 25, and 26. 
26, it says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his, shine, his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. May you go today with the power, the protection, and the peace of God. In Jesus' name, God bless you. God bless you. Do